Welcome back, listeners. I'm Robin Black. This is It's All About Healing podcast. In today's episode, the new world effects on our children. The world we are now living in with society today, it's as if the entire world is on probation. We are all constantly being watched, supervised, and tested. Yet we wonder why so many of us are living in fear. Structure and discipline is one thing. But then there is a thing that they're doing now. The things that they're doing now, it just, it makes zero sense. It's just, it's, it's not logical. This new way seems based off of pure emotion without care for the children or the parents. Talking, after talking to students of all ages, it's insane the things that they tell me. Certain, um, certain school districts, um, I think it's, I believe it was grades two, three, and four. Again, I understand schools are trying to maintain structure, but what are we, what is, what is the proper structure that schools are actually coming into? They were saying that there's no talking in the halls, but they're, they're children. They're only allowed to talk during recess if they have a question when in class and on the bus. Again, we're talking about children that are ages for like what they said, second to fourth grade. So I believe that's ages seven to about nine. That's like telling kids to go outside and play but they better not make any noise. It doesn't make sense. They are, they're children. How is a child ever supposed to develop if they are constantly adjusting every single day from the crazy schools at, or the, uh, the crazy rules at school to the rules at home? That fear of getting into trouble if they, do, if they don't do something right. Where is a child supposed to learn his or her independence? And then hearing these, these new rules about phones, their phone notifications. Now teachers are saying certain districts, probably not all, but there's teachers actually saying now that if students phones, like even if their phone notification accidentally goes off, if they forget to turn their volume down, they're taking their phone away. They're taking it down to the front office and now they're leaving it for the parents to have to go pick up their phone at the end of the school day. Absolutely not. That is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard because again, we are speaking about children. We as adults forget, if we're in a meeting at work, we may forget to turn our phone on mute or on silent. And we say, oh man, oh, you know, sorry, excuse me for that. And then that's it. The, our, our bosses aren't like trying to, you know, punish us for forgetting to turn our phones on. We just silence it and then they keep it moving. They move on. I understand if a child is disrupting class, that's one thing. But what if the child's parent is a, is a flight attendant and they may not be home for two or three weeks or the parents who don't have transportation, the parents who work nights. There's so many different scenarios or let alone if you think about with these school shootings. And when we have schools that now it seems to be happening more and more, unfortunately, 
But with these schools being in lockdown mode, you're telling me I can't talk to my child. I can't, I won't be able to contact my child to see if they're okay. Especially if they're on lockdown at the end of the day. So now they're not coming home on the bus. Where's the bus at? I can't get a hold of my child. All I'm hearing or getting is a text message, uh, automated text message that says, hey, the school's on lockdown, but I can't get a hold of my child because now their phone is down in the office and I have to be the one to come pick it up. Now I can't get a hold of them. So the state of the state of mind that I'm going to be in is pure panic. I'm going to think that it's my child that's hurt. Something's wrong with my child because the teacher was too upset and in her, his or her emotions because my child left a notification on. So now because of that, I can't get a hold of my child during lockdown to know if my child is okay. That's definitely, there's room there for accidents to happen. If a parent is in the mindset of being worried about their child, they can't get a hold of their child. All they're getting is a notification stating that the school is is in lockdown. Then what? That parent could end up getting in a car wreck because their mind, that mental, your, your mental state of mind is going to be all over the place. And all because a student, a child, forgot to turn their notification off and you punished them for it. Make it make sense. If the schools stop being so worried about trying to enforce punishment and actually teach them, we might actually get somewhere. Then they will actually be able to implement proper structure and know how to actually go about it. A lot of students are saying that they're learning more from Google and YouTube than they are in school. Because if you, after COVID hit again, we're all adjusting. It's, it's new to all of us. However, with COVID, so when, when they actually have these e-learning days, there is in a typical school day, there's, I think they, they're in school for about six to seven hours a day. Then they move to e-learning. Oh, we're having an e-learning day today. And they're done in like 30 or 40 minutes. So you mean to tell me an entire school day that you were in school for six to seven hours, but when you guys are on a COVID break or, you know, COVID, there was a COVID outbreak in class. So they sent all these children home for two weeks. You're now telling me that you are done with six to seven hours work Uh, worth of homework in 30 to 40 minutes. Again, make it make sense. I am so confused. How does that even work? Because it doesn't. And if they're doing everything, they're doing all of their homework on Chromebooks, why on earth are we still paying book rental fees? Again, confused. Please make it make sense. Maybe I'm wrong, but I truly feel that okay, you okay, not only are they doing this in 30 to 40 minutes an entire school day, but then they have taken cursive writing out. How are children ever supposed to learn how to sign their name if they don't know how to write in cursive? How are they gonna sign a legal document? How are they gonna be able to sign the back of a check? How are they gonna be able to do any of that? Are are we just accepting manuscript now? Is that is that what we're doing? Or Again, maybe I'm the one that's confused. What if we have children who 
suffer from from anxiety, depression, you know, and they're already pretending to be okay. And then they have where these teachers are forcing these students to, oh, it's the first day or the first week. Tell me about yourself. It's like this forced fun that not everybody wants to do that. Like I get it. I trust me. I 100% get when we want to put our students in a position so they can get to learn, you know, and be around others and having teamwork and learning that type of, uh, that, that style of learning. But what about the depression and the anxiety that being home for two years with COVID caused? We have to go with the way the world is going. We can't just go based off of emotions on what we feel the children should be able to do. COVID has caused a lot of depression and anxiety in children today. So being back at school, being in a, in a social environment, and then you're forcing all these rules, all this punishment, all this forced fun, you're pushing all of this on them. It's too much for a child to be able to handle. Why not just have a, a sheet of paper or something that the parents fill out in the beginning of the school year or be right before school starts or send them an email telling, asking them to fill this form out and then go through, learn your, learn each student's style. You know, if they're introverted, if they're extroverted, like just learn about the student first before you force this on them due to the things that we are actually going through as humanity, all of us, we all have to make adjustments. That's hard for every, each and every one of us to adjust. Again, it's, it's the world's probation being monitored, supervised, and punished. Seems to me it has become more of their focus than actually teaching. But again, they're children. Where's the leniency? They're kids. We learn from our mistakes as adults. Where are you leaving, where are you leaving room for a child to realize it's okay because they're human instead of punishing them? And not only are they human, they're a kid. They're just being a kid. You have to allow a kid to be a kid. There's nothing to learn from when you're being punished without proper understanding. Even as an adult, as we work for these companies, these companies have errors and omission insurance because they know their employees are going to make mistakes because they know we're human. That's why they have the insurance. It's the same way with the child. It should be the same way with the child. But instead, kids aren't allowed to speak for certain age groups. Then other kids can't have their phones. Or they're going to have them taken away or the, and then the parents aren't going to be able to reach their child or then they're threatened with the, uh, with detention or they're threatened with write-ups. It, it, the list goes on. When is it going to stop? What are we really teaching our children? We as adults are ready to have mental breakdowns at work just because of the rules, the requirements, the consequences, and the implemented fear. If we can barely handle it, how is a child supposed to be able to handle that? 
especially if that child may have anxiety, could be suffering from depression, abandonment, trauma, and then they come to school and feel that they can't do anything right. There is no self-concept when the only response that they receive is fear and punishment. How will a child ever really know who they are or what they are capable of achieving? It's becoming beyond ridiculous. How will a child know that I'm capable of achieving great things? I'm capable of doing this. I'm capable of doing that because you actually are actually giving them a real response. When we're responding with nothing but punishment and fear, how is that child ever supposed to learn anything? They can't. Again, I understand we need the structure and the discipline, but at what point does one realize these are children in society bringing them up in fear? Like you, you just, you cannot <laughs> be brought up in fear. There's, there's no room for you to really understand life and what life is about because you're afraid of everything already. When you get out into the real world, when they turn 18, they're just thrown out there. What are they going to know at 18 if all they know is I was always punished? Nobody ever uh, made me understand. They never actually explained anything to me. All I did was I got wrote up all the time. That's all I know. I got written up. That's it. That fear, fear is the enemy. The only way to dispel the darkness is with light. One of the hardest things to do in this world is to be awakened when majority of the world is asleep. We all must return to him. It's the only way things will begin to change for the better. Without darkness, we'd never see the stars and how the stars and the moon light up the night sky. We need more of the light workers coming to spread God's word because there are many who are awakening in these podcasts, these prophetic words, these ministries, YouTube platforms, and so many more. These words are starting to resonate with more and more of all of you. And that's the reason. That's the reason why it's resonating. You know it and you feel it. Just like that song, Alabaster Box. You weren't there the night Jesus found me. You did not feel what I felt when he wrapped his loving arms around me. You don't know the cost of the oil. You don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box. Being a prisoner to the sin that had or has, it's bound on all of us. It's hard to come out of that sin because we're all sinners. None of us are going to be perfect. But it's extremely hard to come out of that darkness and all that darkness of all that sin. Jesus will come. He knows our hearts. He feels our hearts. He will heal your soul instantly with the wonder of his touch. So now it's time to give back to him all that praise he is worthy of. Because you have, you have already been forgiven. 
And that is the reason to love him so much. Literally. Just turn that song on. I promise you it'll make most of you cry because the words automatically resonate with you. And then if you listen to the one that's by CC Winings or Lily McLeod, the way each of them sing, sing that song, it's automatically going to resonate with your soul deeply and you can't help but cry. God's love is the greatest love you will ever know. It is the greatest love that you will ever be able to feel. It's time for all of us to feel and know just how wonderful he really is. It's time to pour your praise onto him like the oil from Mary's alabaster box. It really is. It's the only way that we are ever going to be able to make things change. And not only that, change for the better. Thank you again so much for listening. I'm Robin. This is It's All About Healing Podcast. Stay blessed.